passing my chambers, no resistance. Consciousness and DNA, our history, where we play my baby in the 13th dimension. Yeah! Musician Chris Crossroads shoots on Johnny Sizzle. It's the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast with me, Ronald George Moore. Give a little minute and it'll fully awake. Beyond that shakes like a rattlesnake. Smoke filling up the interior had us scared. Crossed our hearts, did some traveling with bugs fucking underneath the carpeting. Praying we don't break down on the way there. A paper license plate, Las Vegas does for not. Well, to our carpeting, a fridge it doesn't work. It needs an oil change and two air fresheners. Your lesson never learned. The Like a garbage truck made out with a hearse We don't go back cause there's no reverse The expression on the faces of the people are never dull Loud like a tuba in an orchestra But it got us to the multi-cinema We're Indiana Jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull Lost paper does for no To a cup of ink A fridge that doesn't work A paper license plate Need an oil change to a freshener, your lesson never learned about mobile. Chocolate towels, Buffalo Bill, Pine Needle Sasquatch, Buffalo Bill, A Donut Dick Pick, Buffalo Bill, Douchebags Welcome. You don't want to pick up one of those chocolate towels, believe me. Hi, welcome to the show, Man- the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast. With me, RGM. Yeah, why not? RGM. Uh, great show today, Chris Crossroads. Uh, you just heard uh, freaking the Barfmobile. Uh, basically, basically, it was uh, this kind of. Uh, Old school bus that eventually became Green Kids, the environmental nonprofit theater currently organized by former guest Dana Leotold. Shout out. Anyway, this amazing uh, eco friendly bus, environmental friendly bus with solar panels on top and bamboo flooring. But when they originally bought it, it was a piece of shit and they poured a lot of money into it. Like instead of a school bus door, they had an actual door, like a house door with a mail slot. It was the weirdest thing. And I remember driving it around and one time. Uh, in Brandon, smoke just started pouring in from from the back of it. We all bailed on it on the side of a road. It, on the side of the road, it was yeah, it was a little hairy and a little scary. Um, but we got a hell of a song out of it. It's the only song I really do a lot of picking, and I thought that'd be appropriate for today's guest, Chris Crossroads. Amazing! Oh my God! Usually when I do an interview, I do a little research and I go into it, go on the go in the rabbit hole, as they say. This time around, we did the interview first, and then I grabbed some clips. All the clips of music you're going to hear is from his YouTube channel, and uh, go check it out. He's so amazing, so talented, like, and, and the videos are really, really, like, it's, it's like a, uh, you're tripping out, man. You're tripping out. Now, look, I've said this before, and I'm going to have to say it again, and if you haven't done it, do it. Go to SoundCloud, subscribe. Uh, go to Twitter and join up, follow, uh, same thing on Facebook. Um, got a new Patreon account. I'm not, I haven't really put it out there. I'm going to get dive into all that. Uh, but until I do, you have a great day. Okay, Robinson. Yeah? Well, let's get there before the booze runs out and the f***s have gone. We are rolling. Yes. 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 Woo! 
Yes! <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I'm sorry. I apologize, Morty. Fucking up this interview. Chris Great. Crossroads is here. I'm here. At Crap Central. At Crap. This is where Crap Central is. This I've been looking for this lives. place for so long. Uh, thanks for thanks for being on the show, the Mantle Money Shop podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, I can't wait. This is something I've been uh, wanting to do for a long time, and we have a uh, great excuse. Is you have a big gig coming up. There's a big gig coming up. And it's called the Dumb Dumb Chatterbox Show. It's Dumb Dumb Chatterbox Show. Who's, yeah. Whose event is this? Uh, someone who's not playing it anymore. Really? But but <laughs> but now the event is uh, <laughs> Paige Dubois, myself, uh, Chris Crossroads, uh, Grotoko or or Blue is her name, as she's her act is called Grotoko, and Rotoko. the fill in is Johnny Sizzle. So I think it's just become Johnny Sizzle. He's a Johnny come lately to the show. Jo- I'm just so happy to play with Johnny Sizzle. And we were talking about it, like you know, when people. You know, you, you've played in bands, right? You're a band I'm, guy. I'm a you're band, band guy, person, musician. And you're organizing stuff, and you're just sort of like in organizing mode. So we're yeah. like, oh, Johnny Sizzle will fill. I'm like, okay, great. And then it took about two days later. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute. I'm playing a show with Johnny fucking Sizzle? <laughs> yeah. You know, like I used to go to the Albert as a kid and see this guy open. Right. Uh, I got a Johnny Sizzle story for you. Yes, uh, yeah. But let's just, just to finish up on that show, it's going to be uh, on the 22nd, uh, which is Saturday, and we're going to start around 8 p.m., doors at 7.30, mm-hmm. at Gary Street Cafe. That's 333 Gary Street. Yeah. And it's uh, only that I'm from the city that I know where this is. And yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, and it's only because downtown doesn't have as many hangs as it used to that I know where it is because I actually go there because it's a hang and it's very cool and you should just go there in the daytime anyway if you're looking for a hang. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've I've seen a poetry reading there. That was cool. Okay, I, cool. That's, that's my jam. You know, I like seeing people <laughs> miserable and then making other people miserable. <laughs> right. Whether either because the subject matter is depressing or the delivery is horrid. That's like my favorite time is poetry reading. So anyway, 333 Gary Street, Saturday, 8 p.m., Johnny Sizzle, Paige Dubois, Chris Crossroads is myself, and Grotoko, a.k.a. Blue. It's going to be a good time. And it's all solo acoustic, so it's stripped down, which is really good because that's how you want to see Johnny Sizzle. And I really feel it's not necessarily how you want to see Paige Dubois. Paige plays in the Psychics. Uh, they're sort of like psychedelic rock. That's a local band, the they're Psychics? They're a local band, yeah. Okay. These are all local people, I think. Or at least loco people. Loco. Um... Don't you know I'm local? Don't you know, man? <laughs> hey. uh, uh, so yeah, you were, just to get back on what you were saying about yeah. Johnny Sizzle, what is this story? You, I'm, oh yeah, so Johnny Sizzle. Here. So the Johnny Sizzle story is. Uh, so Johnny Sizzle, you know, he had a public access TV show for those who don't know him uh, in the late '80s, early '90s. Mm-hmm. He would interview punk bands, like in between, like you know, whatever Gospel Hour and like Send Money to Africa or something. That's right. And, yeah, he did. And, um, and you can would, still catch uh, some clips on YouTube. They're on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Everything, everything's on YouTube. Like I took a shit and it's on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> How many likes? I I don't know. I I have yet I have yet to find that video. I'll tell you when I find it. Sure. Yeah. 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 Everyone's um, gonna be looking for it. There's. I don't know why they would, but people do. But Johnny Sizzle's public access stuff is on YouTube. And so um, Johnny Sizzle opened for a bunch of people at the Albert, typically, in the 90s. And then he kind of, you know, he stopped doing that. He does have a late night show Mm -hmm. on uh, U of W, I think. Yeah, yeah. We we were talking about that. Uh, Johnny Sizzle's a a former guest on the show. And, uh, yeah, now he does the afternoon uh, Winnipeg Arena is on fire show. He yeah. does it from uh, Tuesdays three to five. Stinkiest breath in entertainment. <laughs> what? The the most disgusting <laughs> breath. He but he needs it. I don't know if it's on purpose or you know what I mean. Like I don't know if it's intentional because his thing was vulgar acoustic. So so Johnny Sizzles his character. I seen him as a kid. Yeah. I'm hosting karaoke at a place called the Chocolate Shop. I did this for five years on Portage on Portage yes. Avenue next to Dominion News. Dominion News where they have the jack off booths. Right. Right. So it's next to the jack off booths. Shared a wall. Let's get it clear. The karaoke without the chocolate shop the, and not in the jack off. Not booths. in the jack off booths. Okay. Next to the jack off booths. Uh, so it's not there anymore. But it was owned by a guy and I. He made me work because I owed money in my tab, and I ended up working there until the venue closed. Right. So <laughs> that's one so, way to clear a tab for sure. Uh, tab to tab, yeah. Paycheck to paycheck, tab to tab. But anyway, so lo and behold, it's a Wednesday or something, and in walks a guy with black rim glasses and mm-hmm. sings Lionel Richie's uh, "Hello," like you know, "Hello." 
Yeah. Is it me? Uh, right. And except the way this guy sings it, he's like, hello. <laughs> and, and I'm like, this is hilarious. I love this. And right, I'm like, right. this guy's got to do something, you know. And he sings another song. I'm like, his voice is perfect. And I go up to him and I'm like, hey, you know, have you ever thought about like performing? Like you wouldn't even have to like write songs. Like I play guitar and stuff. And he goes, uh, you know, I already do something called vulgar acoustic. I'm like, oh, you're Johnny Sizzle. Oh. Like it, I, it all made sense. You know, I was like, oh, I See, didn't, didn't recognize really, him I didn't first. recognize okay. him at all. Well, he'd be play shows in, you know, in different costumes. So anyway, I go, well, hey, if you ever want to come here, like I work th- these days, and a couple weeks go by, it's the dead of winter. It's a fr- cold Tuesday or Wednesday or something. Mm-hmm. In walks Johnny Sizzle, full drag, like full on drag, pantyhose. He's not wearing a snowsuit, nothing. He's not wearing a toque, full drag, makeup, walks right in. He couldn't pantyhose. ruin the ensemble with warm clothing. Just, no, just walked right in with a guitar. And we stopped karaoke. He played two songs, you know, about like uh, something about uh, uh, the the ups and downs of a hooker lifestyle. And so, yeah. You know, whatever, right? Like he does his shtick. And everyone just lost their shit because they didn't expect it. It was a low key, like t- 12 people had the best time, and he'd leave. But he used to do that once in a while, and it's hilarious. That's how I reconnected with it. Would he become a regular? Or no, no, up? he just did just that a few times. Right. Yeah, I think he. And know. then basically from that, you became companions? No, no, say well, hi to him? Well, from then I could ask him for bus change. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't say we were companions. <laughs> Felt comfortable laughing. You know, was, yeah, he's like, this guy knows me, you know. <laughs> There's a level of trust. The level of trust is about two dollars and eighty-five cents, yeah. Right. Or whatever so, bus fare was at the time. So that means you go you, you go back in Winnipeg quite a while if, if that's the nineties. Were you born yeah. in Winnipeg? That's I was what, born the, in Winnipeg. Let's were. go let's talk about me for a while. Let's talk about you for a long <laughs> while here. Uh, Where were you born? What part of Winnipeg? Well, I was born in Garden City. Garden yeah. City. Uh, so that's the north. That is the, the, the north. That is the that north. That is so north, it's actually out of the north end. It's garden. That's uh, it's, it's garden, north north. North north, yeah. <laughs> north north end. <laughs> I mean, now it's not quite north north. It used to be like the north est, the, 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 the hospital. But I was born here and um, I was almost born on Lenore Street. Like I was coming, I was getting out, you know. Oh, in the car? <laughs> In the in, no no like in the house like where my mom was oh and they, shit they, 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 not supposed to be not just supposed to be, to be yeah just like crawling out you know you're knocking on the door so, let me out let me out yeah you know we're on Lenore what more do you want you know <laughs> um so yeah whatever I was born in Winnipeg I lived here most of my life and I lived in on Windsor Ontario mostly in Garden City like when you were in elementary school no and... I lived like yeah well growing up was like between like North End and Garden City sure yeah and uh, I went to Garden City Collegiate. Yeah, and uh, Jefferson yeah. Junior High, which you know doesn't exist, and um, R.F. Morrison was a bilingual Ukrainian school. Uh, like Garden City, like three people, biker. I was in Garden City proper. Like we weren't like the North End, and then half the time I was like near the Greenbrier. So it was oh shit, more yeah, properly, more properly the North End. Yeah, the famous. It's male strippers happen there and one other place. If you're looking for any male strippers, by the way, right, right. The the '90s was kind of rough, I think, in the North End. Like three bikers got killed on our street. I remember at one point I was 16 or 15. It was before no, I was I was younger than 16, mm-hmm. but it was 14 or 15. So it was yeah, I guess, but you didn't really know the difference or something. Like you did know, did you yourself worry about your safety walking around at night, or was there like did your yeah, family put been a curfew on you? Well, you know, I had a safe. Home. I had a safe family, mm-hmm. but like, uh, you know, school was kind of, I was always kind of anxious, you know, but uh, I, yeah. I wasn't a very good kid, but I wasn't a very bad you kid. You mean like, uh, so I get into student, trouble like sometimes. It, marks in school weren't good or, or like just uh, socializing with people? Mark, Mark, both? Yeah. So, you know, like, did you ever play this game where you're like, let's see how I can do the absolute least every <laughs> school year? So the first term you get really good marks. And then you get shit marks in the middle, and then you kind of just do a little enough at the end to average out. Right. So you get passing grade. That was like every the year. The bare minimum. That was every year. Every year's go up, and then go down, and then kind of level up. <laughs> well, yeah. School's exciting at the beginning of the year. I dropped out uh, many times. I dropped out once, twice. I went back to school three times, actually. Yeah. Wow, yeah. really? I didn't have... Uh, and the decision was, you're like, I just fed up with it. I can't handle it right now. Uh, actually, it was like I talked to my counselor. I said, I just want to work because I want to be like a rock star. So I just want my own apartment first. So you knew back then you were you were playing yeah. guitar. What, what age did you get no, into guitar? No, I wasn't playing. I just liked the idea. Oh, <laughs> I like the, the idea of playing. Like, I'm a very lazy person. I wasn't good at anything, you know? I'm still not really that good at no anything. No sports? 
Uh, no, I would, I would, uh, no, I didn't play sports. I played a little bit of tennis and a little bit of soccer. Mm-hmm. A very little bit, yeah. Right, right, right. So, but as far as like being on a sports team, I mean, it wasn't really your bag. No, no, no. It wasn't that your bag. No. But you had this vision of playing music in front of people. Yeah. But you didn't have a guitar? Didn't own an instrument? I had a guitar, so I just couldn't play them very well. Oh, okay. When, when did you get your first guitar? Uh, my mom got me one when I was nine. Wow. She took me to keyboard class at six or seven, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and the instructor said, uh, you can't, I cannot teach the class with your son. There is no way. You have to do something. So I finished that year. Why, why would he have that view? She had that she, view because sorry. I don't remember her name. I remember her haircut and her eyeballs, but I don't remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> they were like blue, and sometimes they were red. But I think they just looked that way, right? And and she had that like it was the eighties. She had blue that, and red, she had like a lady, maybe stone. What, I don't. What do you? What I would want to call ladies pompadour or something? I don't know what you want. I don't know. It was eighties. It, it kind of swirled instead of going up. Like yeah, it kind of just swirled out this way. So blue like pompadour at, had a problem pointy. with you as a student. Uh, yeah, I know. I was disruptive. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, so okay. so so the so the reason why I took guitar at all. Was because uh, she could give me a private. I could go one on one with someone, and I wouldn't disrupt the other class. So that's why I got into guitar. But I've always wanted to play. I've actually just want to play piano, like and keyboards. That's all I want to do. Right. But I got good at guitar, and uh, but like it took me a long time. I'm very lazy, and I just uh, just uh, did you did you formally take lessons on guitar? No, I took for one year, and then and then I I just sort of learned my own way. I had uh, made friends who were good at it, and. I would just try to get like as close to as good as they were, or like see what they did. But well, when, that's the most impressive way to 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 learn guitar is to you know do it on your own. Like I find, yeah. it sounds that you have you say you're lazy, but you have this sense of commitment that you want to learn this instrument and you're going to do it no matter what. You know, what I, mean? I think it more of happenstance than some kind of determination. Like I'm I'm really not motivated to do anything. <laughs> but <laughs> I we would get drunk at the karaoke bar. I would host. And well, I wasn't drinking when I was where I have some drinks after work, or you buy some drinks before, you know, whatever. Yeah, and most musicians so you see how much drinks. you see how much you can drink in half an hour. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then and then we go back to a friend's and he had a guitar, and that's the only reason why I think I got good because he was actually good at it, and he could play by ear, so he would he would belittle me, and I wanted to get him to fuck off, you know, like I wanted yeah. to show him up. So it was really that's how I really that was the real work. <laughs> That's when the real work happened, Ron. <laughs> when you wanted when to I just wanted to piss else. off my other drunken buddy. <laughs> it had nothing to do about anything else, mm. really. I guess. And so when did you when did you feel comfortable playing guitar in front of people? Never. Never, not even this day. Not no, even no. To, not even the show. Well, I just up. never feel uh, that I'm as good as I want to be, but but I think I I started busking. I was 17. I was busking. Okay. And I sat down the first time I went, I sat down on the ground. Uh, in front of where, uh, you know, like where Soul Survivors is, Osmond Village. Village. Osmond Village, yes. And I don't, I don't remember if they were there yet. This was twenty years ago. The someone walked by, and gave me a buck. And this is in the morning, mm-hmm. and like the morning, like I was supposed to go to my job, and I'm like, I'm not going to my job. And I <laughs> really, and I went. I was coming. I did a lot of acid recently at that time, and so I, I I'm not going to my job. Screw that! So I went and I I sat down on the ground and I uh, and a cop walked by, and I swear I if he said fuck off I would have probably never done it again. Yeah. But the police officer walked by and he's like, you know, you should probably stand up. It'll be better just all around. More I'm respectable like, as a busker. I, I don't know what he meant by it. You know who knows? Yeah. But I, he's just you should stand up. And he didn't say fuck off. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm allowed to be here is, is the thought I got. I'm like, I, this is where I can be. Yeah. So and then if that never happened, I'd, who knows what would have happened. Everyone is dead. Where are they going? Everyone is broken. What cards are they holding? The cabs are in the goo and not the goo in the cabs. Everyone's a star in their best late plans. It must have been worthwhile to do that, right? Or is, are you just I doing it because busk. you want the you still you're still busking? I, to this day, I'm I busk. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's periods in my life where I probably didn't for a year. You know, like there's long stretches I didn't, not for any reason. But I'll tell you something. It's real. Like it's so real because you're there and you just become like this accessory. So uh, especially if you're like I don't know. 
uh, like very polished, clean. Like people don't even play like that anymore because you have to be like edgy or something to be a musician. I feel you gotta like, have some sort I feel, of gimmick. I, feel you gotta, I don't think you need gimmick. I just don't think you can't be like you can't be too clean these. Days. I don't know. But the point is, is uh, people will like from they'll go up to you and be like you're you're like. Uh, the greatest thing, like you reminded them of their grandfather mm-hmm. who passed away last year because he played that song, right. and you're the greatest thing. And here's a check for twenty bucks, or like someone people wants to give buy. you checks. I got a check once, yeah. Wow, I never heard of that. That's, I got a check cool. once, and I got paid on uh, with Square the tap card uh, a couple times. Oh too. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got a check once, yeah. What's the most you've ever made busking in a day? I'll tell you the 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 show. I remember making the most at, which is not, I don't know if it's the most I made in a day, but it's the most I made in like a session Yeah, was after Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, when he played the MTS he, bell. And it was strictly just after the show, I made $120 or $140. It was 140 some dollars. Right. Because the, the person who came close was Tom, after Tom Petty, I made $120. Right. Yeah. That's, that's decent. And I made that much... Uh, because I had a good spot. That is the only good reason. spot location. That is the only reason. Right. Yeah. There's. I could have just like had, you know, like been on a bongo. Like I played guitar and sang or something, right? Yeah. But yeah, I, everyone was very satisfied after Jerry Seinfeld. Like after a Jets game, the Jets win. Hey, you're maybe <laughs> you're gonna make money left you're gonna right. make eighty bucks, yeah. eighty five bucks. Jets lose, you're gonna make forty five bucks. <laughs> oh, no. It's a thing. It's just the way it I, is. I record every time uh, for the last. Several years, about when I was thirty, I record uh, how much I make and I claim it because uh, really? it's just, I don't make enough for for me not to claim it, and you actually get a bigger rebate claiming your busking earnings. Well, you, you figured all that out? Wow. Well, that, the, the, but, yeah. the mechanics of accounting and taxes is my, the worst part of the year for me. I hate dealing yeah. with it. I try to keep receipts, but it's always a headache. Yeah. Um, you do your own taxes then. Yeah, my mom made... Actually, that's the one thing I'm good at, yeah. My mom made me do my own taxes. Math. Tax. Uh, you don't to be good at math to do taxes. I guess not. I Just think, I think blank, actually, right? math requires you to be a little more of a magician than a mathematician, to okay. be honest sure. with you. Sure, Did you say... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Once we pull a rabbit out of this hat. Yeah. Watch me not pay $1,000 to the government and get 1000 instead. Right. <laughs> Harry so, Houdini. Okay, so you, you dropped out of school a few times. Yeah, a few times. Yeah. When you were in high school and you'd come back, was it harder to, to come back? Yeah, after it's you... all, it always is. I think I think you, you fall into some kind of hierarchical thing. Yeah. Even if you're trying not to be in one, like you're trying to fit in either unconsciously or not, to some degree. But that part was easy. Like it was like I could give a fuck about anyone here. Like right. when I went back, I'm like, I'm cool. I'm good. Yeah. Like I don't give shit. I don't need to be part of anything. Right, right, right. Yeah. That was that was consciously easier, but it was hard to just do the do the work. But like, did you have do, like the school work? Uh, close friends or people you'd hang out with from school or just in the in the area? Before I dropped out, yeah. Mm. But after I dropped out, because I did a lot of acid when I dro- I didn't drop out because I was a douchebag. I really wanted to just work. I talked to my guidance counselor. I talked to my grandparents about it first I said listen this is exactly what I want to do because I'm just going to get out of high school and work a job anyway and I, I just want to do that now like I just want to get a head start mm-hmm. you know uh, I wasn't sm- doing drugs or anything uh, or, or smoking weed uh, I just was like it was a sober decision and I had talks and then a person I grew up with I would go to this place called the Red Herring. This is kind of... Uh, the Red Herring. Do you remember this? Ooh, the name's familiar, but I cannot place it. They used to be up Osborne, kind of where Jumbo Pizza is. Anyway, they were next to D-Machine. Okay. And it, you paid two bucks. You, it, it'd be open like Saturday and Friday. And you pay two bucks. It'd open at 10, 10, 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock or something. Yeah. In the evening. And they'd be open till 3 or 4. Right. So it's not a licensed place. Not licensed. You pay two bucks... You get in. There's a band that will play. Mm-hmm. They might play a couple sets. That's where I met uh, Ken Gregory. He's a local artist. Okay. I remember meeting him there, you know. And I bug him to, like, this day. I'm like, I remember meeting him. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so it was all black lights and it was, like, street. Uh, they let in, like, kind of street punks. And there was some goths and there's some neo-Christians. And there was some, like, even kind of, you know, whatever, like, weirdo people. But uh, the... It was a hangout. 
Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was next to D Machine. So I'm there, and we would go there. It was a place you didn't have to drink, you know, whatever. And you, you could, could probably be, you bring could be in underage. your own booze too, You right? could be underage. Underage? Well, maybe, yeah. I don't know. But it was a Christian-run thing. Oh, really? It was, it was a group of not structured kind of Christian guys and yeah. girls or people, I don't know. And they would serve and they just have, they just wanted something, an alternative place. I met, I met someone there who I, I knew he grew up on the block or he was his grand, whatever. He was a kid from my youth who didn't go to my school, but I knew him and he was selling drugs and he was selling LSD. And I was his friend, like who got him out of shit so many times for like 10 years, you know? Yeah. I'm like 16. Hell of a friend. Or 15 <laughs> or 16 or something. I'm 16. I'm going to turn 17. I'm 16. And I'm like, hey, you know what? Uh, like, give me, you need to give me some drugs. Like, you need to give me that, you know? And so. Uh, what? Just for, for, for helping no, him out? Or just, just, like, just because he should just give them should. to me. It's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. <laughs> yes. And he's like, well, I can't. I'm like, just give me like, you know, like what? Give me like. 10 hits, like, no, 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 you can't do it. And this is, like, this is the 90s still when you can get street acid. Yeah. There was a plant producing, apparently, 90% of the world's street acid in South Dakota. Anyway, I don't in know. In South Dakota? I won't get into okay, that story. Okay, sure. I just well, I just, I, the point I'm stressing is I, it was LSD. Yeah. You know, and so he gave me, like, five hits, and then um, I did them all. And everything melted. Like, everything just totally fucking melted. Oh, that's yeah. a whole other story. Right. But that was nothing to do with dropping out of high school. And that's like that was five the end, times That was like springtime, early summer of the year I dropped out. And I dropped out at the beginning of the school year. Like, the first month in of grade 11 or something. Yeah. So, I had my grade 10. Yeah. Like, oh. I think I beat Ricky by a year from Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> or is Ricky grade 10? I gotta go for my grade I 10. I thought he was grade was it grade yeah. nine or grade oh, ten? You know, I, I I forget, but yeah, oh. it's it's a running thing on the show for it sure. It's a running yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like the episode. He tries to go back, and then like I don't know. Um, early on, did you form a band at all when you were in high school? In, yeah, uh, or, or jamming with dudes. When I went back uh, near the end of high school, uh, I started a band called. Uh, well, three of us, two or three of us, started a band called Gwen's Migraine. Mm-hmm. And, and was there an actual Gwen? There was a Gwen. Okay. And it was her house we practiced in. That's a nice touch. Nice so, time. Yeah, it was she must good. have appreciated that. She appreciated that. <laughs> and actually one of the band members had a baby with her later in life. Oh. Or, or they were a couple later in life for like as adults, like yeah. way later, like way later, like a bit, you know, like two years later, like five, 10 years later. Anyway, that was the first band. We had three songs we played. Uh, oh shit. The kombucha mushroom. Pe- What's that? Uh, t- uh, System of a Down. <laughs> okay. We, did, we covered a System of a Down song. We covered a cut. We covered Goldfinger's cover of Rio by Duran Duran. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, so it was like ska metal. So we got in metal and ska metal, and then we did like ska core. Yeah. Where uh, our own song that was about scabies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. Well, what kind of music were your influences? Because this is, you're talking ska and, you know, uh, fusions of, of different genres. What, uh, what were you listening to growing up? My mom took me to Glass Tiger when I was like six. Okay. And after that, I was like, I got to show her what a real, <laughs> this is fucking garbage. You know, like I, I just remember going, this is crap. And then they came back for the, the tambourine player was awesome though. And she, she was just like a hot babe playing tambourine. But she was really good because she I don't remember a girl in the band in Glass, Glass Tiger. Well, it's probably someone's girlfriend, and they're like, hey, yeah. she, can she play with us? Or, I don't know. You know, like, yeah, say 80s. Sure. And then um, they played Twist and Shout at the end as an encore. And I'm like, well, and she's like, oh, this part's just for fun. I'm like, well, why don't they just do that the whole time? You know? <laughs> I, I uh, So that's probably my biggest influence, really. Is non-radio. Is, 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 no, it's Glass Tiger. Because they were so shit. They were so shit. I was like, this is fucking crap. Right. There's no fucking way. And then, uh, but I was listening to like uh, Frank Zappa and Skinny Puppy. But how did you know about them? Was it like what? shows like Johnny Sizzle, like opening no, the doors? No, I didn't go. I didn't go to shows yet. The first show I went to locally was at Aussies. And Aussies, yes. I was 15, so I don't know, whatever, 1997 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I, there was three bands. It was a girl's Dana who went to my high school. It was her birthday. So she got three bands she liked to play. I don't remember the third band to this day. But the other two was Whole Lot of Milka. Oh, yeah. They're popular. They're a ska band. And the Horribles. 
who are like Ooh, a I punk, can't. like a local version of the Misfits almost. Okay. If to, to, to dumb it down, where they would like just have like the anthem, like the fist pumping chorus, you know, like Black Widow attack Spider Baby or something like that, you yeah. know, and then. I remember going to the show and they said, you got to wear a suit. Uh, I said, okay, I'll wear a suit. So I went to the show with a suit on. You had to wear a suit? Because you skank. To perform? No, no, no. To, to I mean, just to go be to the in show. the audience? Well, they said wear a suit and skank because there's this whole lot of milk oh. as a ska band. Right, right. There's not only the music, there's a whole there's, fashion element. Yeah, yeah. You got to fitting in. Yeah. You know, by, you're fitting in, right? You got to so fit in. So I go and I'm like in a suit, like a really nice fucking suit. Because I was in cadets. Like I had a nice shit. You know what I mean? Like, I was in cadets for a year or two. No, what the hell? You say you're lazy, but you're in cadets? That, that seems to be a contrast there. It's a punishment for being lazy. <laughs> you know, the thing I, like, decided... Oh, it was punishment. I, went, I, didn't, I was in cadets. I was 14 or 13 when I went to join cadets. Okay. I was also in my... Like, on paper, I look like this really well-disciplined guy. You know, that's a piece of shit. Yeah. But uh, I still am. And that's fine. But so basically, you know, it was going to these shows would open the doors to other yeah. types of music and bands. No, you'd no, be interested uh, in. no. I was hating Glass Tiger. <laughs> Made me look for other music <laughs> to show your mom. Like uh, this is what music. Just, yeah, be. just to piss her. And but you know what? Uh, my mom passed away two years ago. Uh, oh, you know, sorry. may she rest in peace. And I love her. She's great. And uh, what I didn't know till till about the end was. She didn't let me know if she if she, I, I liked the band mm-hmm. and she also liked it. She would not let me know that she liked it because she knew if I knew that she liked it, I would stop liking it. Wow, Th- that's how cool my mom. And was. would you say that's accurate? What if your mom say started liking or said she liked the band? Oh that no, you liked? absolutely correct. Is absolutely correct. Right? Like it, we both <laughs> liked In Excess, and then I stopped liking In Excess. <laughs> Okay, sure. I was like, I'm like, yeah, she's like, you like an excess? I'm like, yeah, she's like, I like them too. Well, fuck them, you know. <laughs> and I think Pet Shop Boys, I kind of knew she liked. I think Pet Shop Boys was the uh, thing. But because the Pet Shop Boys, they had a video with like bats and a coffin and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that's why. Yeah, it looked cool. It looked cool. But the first show was Horribles. And I remember Andy was, uh, it was a singer, a guy named Andy was a singer of the Horribles. And uh, I, we saw this the ska band. I skanked in a suit. I went to the bathroom near the end of the set. This guy had broken a mirror, and it was the singer of the Horribles. And he's like, cut. Well, I think he broke a mirror. Who cares? He broke a fucking mirror yeah. in the bathroom. Just a piece so he could cut his face. So he could have, show. like, blood marks. Yeah, so he, like, nice. performative real blood. And I was like, oh, because I was into masochism. I was really depressed. And I was into masochism, and I would cut myself. So I saw the guy doing it. Right. And my first show was like, Oh, this is it. Like, I'm here. Like, you know, I was like, hey, you're really cool. He's like, hey, thanks, man. Yeah, we're playing next. So I'm like, okay, awesome. So I go, and I was, I used to get bleeding noses all the time for a year, till I was about 18 or something. Okay. So I go into the pit for the next show, and they're like playing their ah, punk rock. And I just, my, I'm in my suit, I'm ready, and my nose just fucking gushes. <laughs> and I'm gushing blood all over, the, and everyone's like, leaves, and I'm like, in a rate, you know, like I don't know what everyone's leaving the pit. Yeah. It's because I'm fucking bleeding all over. And, and at the end of this, by the end of the show, I'm like covered in sweat and blood in this beautiful suit that's now completely oh, fucking no. destroyed. And some girl, uh, she had, uh, Leopard. She had a Chelsea with the leopard print for the short part of her hair. Like she had the Chelsea, you know the, the yeah, I know haircut. the Chelsea thing. And yeah, yeah, uh, but... she had leopard print the rest of her head. It was like you know. And she, she I walked by and she kind of like uh, hit me with her glove or something. And she's like, "Hey, you're cool." And I was like, oh, "This, I found it. This is it." Yeah. And so that was it. And then I got into punk and stuff. Then, Ooh. then I started looking for different music to fit in. You know, to fit right. in more. Right. I, right. Yeah. So you're in this band. Didn't last too long, I imagine. The the three piece. Yeah, Gwen's migraine. Migraine. No, Gwen's migraine. So uh, so all the bands. So Gwen's migraine was the first band, and then really wasn't another band. I would play. I was uh, Stephen McIntyre told me to play a, a show properly, like by myself, and that's how he started. Really, playing. I would just be a busker. For, yeah, he's like we were supposed to have an act, and they ditched. So you got to play. This is so he's a you know he's an actor if you don't know but uh, he's and he's who, a cool at guy. At the time, wasn't he associated with the gas station? He's gas station theater, and he was he was uh, organizing these patio concerts and like uh, who would play like you know local local kind of big bands, Papa Mambo and um, Oh My Darling played. Some band didn't show up. I played my first proper show. So uh, the next band was Magnificent Sevens. Uh, Magnificent Sevens was uh, myself and my partner at the time. Uh, Ida, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure she's not ashamed to admit that. <laughs> and if she, she isn't, deny it because we're probably that's fine. But uh, no worry, we're on good terms. But anything that's long that's years ago anyway. But mm-hmm. we we wanted to have a band. We were in romance and we wanted to have this band. But we she played bluegrass uh, before with her family. But she didn't really like that. But if it was cool or different, mm-hmm. so we threw in like a kind of punk vibe. And we had a few guys. And T.J. Blair was in were that. Were there seven members? The first jam, there were seven people. Okay. And Ida jokingly said, we'll call ourselves the Magnificent Seven, like the movie. And I said, sevens. Because, <laughs> just like, because t- to avoid copyright or of something. Of course. Yeah, yeah it's right, a brilliant yeah. move. Putting the S in there. Yeah, you got to avoid copyright. Yeah. There, that's the tax guy talking. Yeah. So, <laughs> he, he, so we, that happened. That was a very good band. And I wasn't around the last year and a half of that band. But this was like 2000. There were a working band. We were a working band. Five years, we'll say. Okay. Uh, but just, you know, average. Okay. Right. So, but it was a good run. And they played And the very fest. popular. Very, very popular. Played all over town. All over. Uh, toured in Nashville and all that. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. good. And what was that like being on tour with them? Uh, was it was it uh, the well, dream coming be- true from wanting to be a rock star? Although it is bluegrass, but still. Kind no, of living that no, rock lifestyle? Yeah, it was fine, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean... I always, it just felt fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's natural. Like, I was a carny for years after that. You went to Wonder Shows? No. Like, when I you worked, was... I worked for probably lots of things. The first thing I did was uh, I, I, sir, I worked at a coffee, uh, sorry, I worked at like a pop joint. I just sold pop on the Midway. Okay. Um, and we're talking Red River X? Red River X. Okay. And then I got denied. There's whole. I have all kinds of stories, right? But just I was a carny after after traveling uh, with the sevens, the magazine sevens, because right. I just liked that lifestyle. I just it was natural for me to just roam around. Yeah, I like big old country butts, this big old country dick. Yeah, big old country butts for this big old country dick. I'll check them out in the supermarket. I'll check them out in the skids. A big old country butts for this big old country dick. I'm a big old country dick. I'm all the dick you can stand. Get out of wage, get out of my way, cause I enjoy the freedom of the river of the dicks, 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 dicks. Everything happens because you want to impress uh, a partner, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. This is a whole other conversation. But the thing is, I was <laughs> wanting to have sex with a, someone, and uh, or I was having sex with someone, and then that screwed everything up. So, Like sex with someone in a city and then move on? Or sex with yeah, someone yeah, yeah, no. traveling? So I, was, I had sort of a... I went out to do... Uh, what the shit? It doesn't matter. I, w- the whole reason why I moved to Windsor is because I had a partner who was from Detroit mm-hmm. at the time, and I couldn't go to the States because I was flagged at the border uh, for like being just me or you know whatever. And that's fine. Like that, valid, totally valid. That's totally fine. valid. Okay. I would, I would flag me too. Okay, sure. In fact, I would be offended if I, if I didn't flag me. You're like, and what am I, I doing here at the border? I can't, I can't cross yeah, here. Yeah, I, I, you know, I flag myself. So the thing is, uh, whatever. So I ended up there because uh, like love or something, you know. And then it's the same reason why I started the magazine. But anyway, it's all love, man. It's man, all love. It's all yeah, love. Yeah, I got one message for this musical journey and like bands. Yeah, but anyway, Magnificent Sevens, and then I was also in a band called uh, Pepper Lang and the Lone Star Killers. Pepper was Lang? at the same time, Pepper Lang and the Lone Star Killers, yeah. Okay. That was a bluegrass band. And then I was also in a band called uh, Grease Ranch, and that's when I was more almost living in Windsor, and kind of a more of a hobo, but basically I was there. And yeah. I met another hobo who is from... The e, and I'm using the like the archaic meaning of hobo. It's like you know whatever. But anyway, um, uh, also we were not the old timey. We were bums too. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. <laughs> we right. were bums, but we were also hobos. Hopping trains. Yeah, if we could. Well, and his name was Train Williams was his street name, and I was Chris oh, Crossroads. So we're like, well, I'm Chris Cross. So we started. Is uh, this where the name originally came no, no, from? No, no, my fi- my fiance gave me that name. 
it's crossroads and and then just it's just stuck. Yeah. Okay. I don't okay. I don't want to get rid of it. I don't want to get another name in on a really good shit. Yeah. You know, people can call me like Lark or whatever. But uh, so Grease Ranch was another band. There's some recordings and that was Grease Ranch is what you'd call in the carnival uh, food joint. Like a place that served food, they called it a Grease Ranch. Okay, makes so that sense. Was that yeah, band. greasy food. And then we're in a band called Thieves and something and Thieves. And that was also kind of bluegrass thing. And um, the punk bluegrass. These are all kind of punk bluegrass bands, sort of. Right. Prepper Lang was more a bluegrass band. And then, um, I don't know how the fuck I got into playing bluegrass. But it is interesting how all these bands are, are, are bluegrass related. You know, well, I wanted to play like a Japanese sanshin. I wanted to play just something stringy. Like mm-hmm. because I learned uh, guitar haphazardly, I wanted something stringy that was also very drony. And I wanted a sanshin. But at the time, like eBay just started. Like you couldn't get anything like that. So the closest thing I could get at that time was like a banjo. And I got a really good banjo. Because yeah. I'm like, if I'm going to get it, it's going to be really good. Right. So I got a good five-string banjo. And because I got good at five-string banjo, I ended up being blue guy's guy. I see. And at yeah, one point, yeah. I'm pretty sure I could have beat the Guinness, the fastest guy in the Guinness Book of World Records. I'm not saying I'm the world's fastest banjo player. I'm just saying I could beat the guy in the growth. Like I always got pretty good at it. It just shows how well you progressed technically yeah. if you're fucking playing bluegrass on a banjo no, but it's that's just totally illu- it's a magic trick and people it's funny because people look at the banjo if you busk with a banjo and busk with guitar yeah it's like 30 40 percent maybe even 50 percent more cash if you busk with a banjo because people look at it like a magic trick yeah a and the reality is it is a magic trick i think to get that sound that people want yeah because it's really just not a lot. It's not a lot of this. It's not a lot of your not fingering. fingering hand. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of your plucking hand, right? Yeah, but exactly. really, you it have doesn't all take. The it doesn't take very long to get there it, at all. Okay, it just you just have to be patient because it's fucking boring. It's really boring. <laughs> right. And uh, in this Magnuson Sevens, this guy named David, his mom owned uh, Tone the Hole. He sat me down. And he would he would teach me he would make me sit with a metronome. But anyone can do it. Like play the banjo, please. Everyone just get a banjo. But that's right. why that's why anyway I wanted to play. Uh, that's why I ended up playing the banjo. So I was in a few bands, and then <clears throat> I was more solo. And then I was doing mixing my own music and adding this more electronic. Or the way I think about music is not there's it's not genreified. I had a variety right. radio show in Windsor when I was there. It was really cool. What was the name of it? Uh, it was called Deliverance Radio. Deliverance. You radio. can find me on Facebook. We're doing nothing in the immediate future. <laughs> but join <laughs> and subscribe. <laughs> yeah. No. It's, it's it was a good show. I got a few accolades out of, and and that was that felt good because I think I did a good job. Yeah. And even from uh, whatever you know, the uh, Canadian campus something or other or whatever. Uh, thing i got it some kind of honorable mention Ooh, anyway we're recognized by the piece. yeah so that was kind of cool because i didn't do it for very long so <clears throat> but it was a variety of points it was a variety show so i could play at whatever i wanted which is great because i would like have some obscure bob dylan and then it would be followed by like i don't know some frontline assembly and like right. gypsy and the cat and like the newest uh you know the time grimes or something before she blew up so it was kind of cool uh and there's so much music, you just can't know enough. You know, like, you just can't know all the stuff anymore. I find that's the hardest part about getting old is, like, yeah. the older you get, the more bands there are. <laughs> just, like, and more genres are popping well, and the up rate, left and right. At the rate at which there's more bands is, like, more. So you just can't know. The, I remember seeing an interview with one of my favorite musicians is J.G. Thurwell from Fetus. And he was, like, um, he was in an interview. It was in the last few years we'll say you know yeah and he's saying he was uh at a music store and he'd listen to all the new music and he said you could do that at a point like all the, you could That's sit right. down you did and they listen have headphones to all the music you. because only so many people were recording and releasing music mm-hmm. now of course people are playing live everywhere all the time and that's a different thing but the recorded music you could listen to all of it mm-hmm. he goes now it's impossible there's no way you couldn't listen all the songs made in a day it's not a like is longer than the day, so oh, you can't sure. you can't record have recorded music, right? So so yeah, and so, then there's <clears throat> options like SoundCloud, where it's just you know all these independent artists yeah. artists are on there, and it's like how, how do you how do you Spotify is probably the herald of what's uh, that's the know. one thing I have not gone on yeah yet. Spot- Spotify. Sp- you know, I would uh, SoundCloud's good too. They're all good if they exist and you know them. They're probably good. Like Bandcamp's good. 
They're all good. Maybe hitting something by accident. That's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Spotify for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So currently, are you in a band? Anyway, uh, I, I'm in a. So yeah, skip ahead. I was in a, like uh, the Dirty Dead. It was a punk band. It's not. I'm officially not out of officially the Dirty not Dead. out of the band. Well, yeah, we were talking about this before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that that band is just kind of on a hiatus. It's a punk band, but I'm in a band called uh, a group. I would say it's more of a group it's called Auto Sanguine. O T O H. I think we have a Facebook page. O T O H, capital all capital, mm-hmm. and then the word sanguine. So auto sanguine. And what, are you playing guitar in that? No, we. My friend Stefan and I uh, agreed that we're we're not going to play songs, or have any really, uh, or, or you know we're not going to play songs. So we just show up and just play whatever. So we right. jam. And it's usually on electronic stuff. He's really pushing me to have a guitar. I, I don't want to have but I play guitar. We've only done two shows. Right. And you, we just what, do shows. Like our sense. first show was a 30-minute noise version of Bella Lugosi's Dead. And there's a guy in the coffin. Interesting. And he hid in the coffin. Uh, oh, this wonderful um, actor friend of mine, Martin. Uh, and he, he's so cool. And he was like in the straight jacket. He's in a straight jacket in a coffin. And he's like, I'll just go Close in now. Closed coffin. Closed, yeah, to be a surprise. <laughs> oh he's like, I'll go in. And we're like, okay, we thought we were going to play like second or something. And we ended up being last. And then a speaker broke, like, right when the first band started. Yeah. So they had to, like, re- they were, like, soldering wires in the oh, back. Fuck. Like, literally soldering And it was like, okay, dude, you don't have to do this, man. This might be a while. He was in there for four hours. So when he came out, he was just like, he meant it. Like, he was so good. Okay. So that was, like, our first show. And then our second show was, um, it was sort of uh, an art piece with themes that I don't really, mm-hmm. I don't really like to, you know. But it was, like, you know, there was a baby bust and, like, surgical tools. And then very I, I get whipped off. It's back visually. to, it went, it's went all the way back to sort of that skinny puppy kind of flavor or whatever. Right. Alice Cooper-y thing. So these are two music projects, groups that you're yeah, involved Yeah, Auto Sanguine with. and then Chris Crossroads is always kind of happening. It's just... And Chris Crossroads that, is just you and a guitar. It, no, it's just basically whatever Like, don't do in a band. It, you know, at some point, it, like, it was kind of gimmicky. Like, I was wearing makeup. You're not doing that anymore? I, well, I, now I just wear makeup every day. Like, the thing was, it was like, I can... I can... This act will fulfill these things for me mm-hmm. and it'll be cool and it'll be really cool because everyone's like oh, I can just hide behind that I'm performing and I'm like no it's just who I am so I just I am that now or whatever right do you know what I'm saying when well, did you start shit. wearing the makeup when in high school before LSD really <laughs> before the LSD yeah and then you try to fit in so you just kind of put it away right right, right. like I, yeah there was like a whole series of fittings in I think for me <laughs> Right, but when we're talking makeup, like you, you do your whole face in white. With uh, black, well, in high black. school, I'd wear like uh, all kinds of shit. I'd wear, um, I'd dye my hair green and like wear like a glitter, uh, you know, like uh, eyeshadow yeah. and like red lipstick. I would go to school in skirts and and then I was like, oh, it's great to play dress up. Still, I'm gonna do do that in my band. You know, about seven, eight, nine years ago, ten. I mean, Whatever, right? I'm yeah. just gonna do solo, and then at some point I'm like, "This is fucking bullshit." So it's it used to be an act. I'm saying Chris Crossroads was an act, and then I'm like, "No, it's just it's just my music. It's just under that name, and right. that's me, and that's who I am, and that's my shit." And, and what, that's genre, shit I what do. genre of music would you call it? And I guess I'm just singer songwriter is the best way because some of it's electronic. There's like I got like 50 YouTube videos. Christmas vacation, medium, nothing but trouble, medium. Snow day, medium. Cops and Robinsons, medium. Caddyshack, it was pretty good. Caddyshack 2, medium. Medium talent, it's becoming a habit. You're not high, you're not medium, high or medium. Your medium talent, it's becoming a habit. Medium talent doesn't deserve a good chorus. That's why the chorus is out of tune. Ultimately, I get all roads for me led to like uh, Hazel Atkins and Blowfly and like these kind of unknown people that are in between the cogs that are like vulgar or sound terrible. That you're not supposed to sound good. Like the Cramps modeled themselves after Hazel Atkins. I don't know if you know who Hazel Atkins. I is. do not. But the Cramps started by covering. 
a lot of stuff, but also Hazel Atkins, and he, he Hazel Atkins played everything himself, and he thought Elvis played everything himself, so he played everything himself at the same time, so he's you're hearing, like, who's playing drums? Because, like, this is sort of, like, out of wonky. He's right. playing drums and guitar and singing at the same time in the harmonica. Are you talking about... Uh, Hazel Atkins. Right, but the cramps kind of... They, that was yeah, an they covered this. There's a song they, they do two, I, I think, covers recorded, and one of them is uh, She Said, She Said, that, That's that's a Hazel Atkins song. And then Blowfly is like the first rap. I met Blowfly uh, shortly before he died, and I don't know if you know Blowfly. I, I, I don't. Blowfly was like a rapper, and he, like, oh, sorry, he wasn't a rapper. He was an, uh, he wrote for like Sam and Dave. You know, like okay, like the with the Blues Brothers the blues. model themselves after yeah, Sam and like, Dave. I'm a soul, and 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 bands like that. And then he had uh, an oh. act that was X-rated shit, yeah. and he got into parodies really early. So he was doing X-rated parodies, fucking like nice. before Weird Al was doing Paradise. Well, around the same time, yeah. yeah. Rudy Ray Moore and and Clarence Reed's his actual real name is Blowfly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's okay. around the same time. Now we're talking. So so. Uh, I don't know if find out about him. I was into Nardwar and I was watching a Nardwar interview and he's talking to this guy Blowfly. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. But the point I met Blowfly. Uh, it, amazingly, like the whole night was crazy and and uh, there was like did eight you, people. Did you meet show. him here? I met him in Hamilton, Ontario. Hamilton. I had it was on my own tour and I had some downtime and I'm like, what am I going to do? And Blowfly was playing that week and I so I went and saw Blowfly in Hamilton. There was not a lot of people. It was at a venue called This Ain't Hollywood. And um, I waited till everyone left. He came off stage and he went right up to me and he grabbed my hand and he kind of like forced my fingers down. So yeah. the middle fingers poking up. <laughs> right. And then uh, he just knew someone would be there as a camera and he put his middle finger up. So I got a picture like giving the finger was blow Fucking A. And then I waited until everyone left and, uh, you know, like everyone was leaving him alone. And then I'm like, hey, you know, I told him. I don't know what I said. I'm like, hey, I'm, you know, like basically just drooling over him. And he's like, hmm, you're like my son. And I'm like, holy shit. Blowfly just called me. And I'm sure he's probably said that before. But he gets to say it to me is kind of, you know, like, yeah, I was there. It was cool. Yeah. You know, but he was like, he's, this is Blowfly. Like, this is exactly, he's exactly the character he is Mm -hmm. that he's selling where he's like, or at least he's 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 trying to be like that for you, you know. Where yeah, yeah, I go, yeah. oh shit! Like I'm just my jaw's hitting the floor. He just called me his son, and he's like, "Yeah, you like that? Now you're gonna go home to your mama, and you're gonna go, oh mama, Blowfly called me his son, and your mama gonna go, you're a son of a scumbag motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. So this moment. this kind of culture of music is what I like. It's a little out of step. It's a little weird. Mm-hmm. That's kind of. My music. Uh, and you have a YouTube channel, you just said, and that would be just... Everything's Chris, Chris Crossroads. I'm Chris Crossroads on Twitter, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, fucking MySpace, all right? Uh, Tumblr. Tumblr? Huh? Are you still doing the Tumblr? I, yeah. I, I, I crank it up Tumblr. now and then. Chris, are you ready for the Manitoba Money I'm show? ready for the Manitoba... What is it? Basically, what's going to happen is I'm going to give you 100 questions within five minutes. And if you can answer 90% of these 100 questions within five minutes, you'll receive the money shot. Um, I think you can do it. No one's ever won. All right. Uh, the hopes are high. All right. Uh, I'm just going to play it cool. Play it cool. Put on the glasses. Yeah. All right. So tonight's Manitoba Money Shot for Chris Crossroads is... <laughs> $16.20. By the way, Glass Tiger is one of my favorite bands, so don't, uh, don't rag on them. Don't forget me with... Name a mascot. Uh, the stupid, uh, Gold Eyes guy. <laughs> Gold Eyes guy. Have you ever worn an ascot? No. Uh, what are you scared of? Everything. Uh, uh, what's the song with mother in the lyrics? Mother by Danzig. What do you order at McDonald's? Coffee. What do you order at Burger King? Coffee. What do you order at A&W? Coffee. What do you order at Robin's Coffee. Donuts? Coffee. How often do you do laundry? Once a month. Do you believe in aliens yeah. from outer space? Dog or cat? Cat. Camping or hotel? Hotel. How many planes have you been on in the last year? One. Same question, but boats. Zero. <laughs> Make it first, uh, the first, the first uh, pet you owned. Name. Dog. Timu. Uh, best metal band. Uh, t- t- Birdsome. Worst metal band. Birdsome. Best metal singer. Uh, uh, Judas, uh, Rob Halford. 
Worst metal singer. Rob Halford. Uh, name a brand of soap. Dove. Name a brand of soup. Uh, Campbell's. Average alcoholic beverages in a week you consume. One and a half. Favorite curse word. Shit. Fuck. Fuck. It's fuck. Can you juggle? Yes. Have you worked as a, as a lifeguard? Nope. Uh, would you... Have you ever been rescued by a lifeguard? Nope. What activity takes you five minutes to do? Masturbate. Have you ever seen a dead body? Yes. Have you ever participated in a parade? Yes. Name a record you have purchased. Uh... Bob Dylan, bring it all back home. What size mattress do you sleep on? King. Name any hotel. The Marriott. Name a Blue Bomber player. I don't know any Blue Bomber players. Oh, name a Winnipeg Jets player. I don't know any Jets players. On, I honestly know. don't know. I don't follow sports. <laughs> okay. Name a Beastie Boy. Uh, MC. Uh, fuck shit. Uh, uh, I'm stuck on this one. Uh, can you uh, No, no. I got to. Uh, it's, you know. Uh, MC Wren. No, no for, for passing. Okay. Uh, can you drive a standard? No. Have you driven uh, a riding lawnmower? Yes. Are you over the hill? No. Have you seen a Mount Rushmore live? No. Name a business in Fargo. Fargo Bank. The best concert you've attended? Uh, Skinny Puppy. What instrument did you play in school? Uh, my penis. Name a salad dressing. Uh, the things that come out of my penis. <laughs> Uh, are you on an internet dating site? Yes. Ooh, fill in the blank. I blank Robin's Donuts. Am indifferent. Okay. Aw. Oh, uh, last concert attended. Oh, shit. Uh, I saw uh, Ghost Twin. Ghost Twin. Favorite cookie? Oreo. McDonald's or Subway? Uh, McDonald's, because the coffee's better. Be- best restaurant in the city? Uh, uh, Femina. Femina. Best Winnipeg activity? Uh, writing music. What's your favorite movie? Uh, Wild at Heart. Why did the chicken cross the road? Gets the other side. Can you play guitar? Yes. Can you play piano? Yes. Can you play drums? Yeah. No. Can you play Yes, tru- sort of no. Can you play trumpet? Uh, no. What's your karaoke go-to song? How soon is now? Uh, the last person you sent a text message to? My the person I'm having sex with. Woo! Do you sleep uh, in pajamas? No. Favorite kiss member? None. Uh, Paul, Paul uh, the uh, the asshole, Gene Simmons. Okay. <laughs> Favorite the Beatles member? Uh, also the asshole, uh, George Harrison. <laughs> Favorite Spice Girl? Also the asshole <laughs> of Ginger Spice. <laughs> Favorite uh, place in Canada? Uh, wherever I am at at that time. Oh, okay. Favorite Winnipeg business that's now closed? Uh, the the seller. There's a record store. Okay, the cell. Oh, what is sexy? I am sexy. Sweeping or vacuuming? Sweeping. Night or day? Night. Name a 90s TV sitcom. That 90s show? That 80s show? The uh, 70s that's show? That's two. Uh, we'll continue. Favorite berry? Favorite what? Berry. More. Berry more. Interesting. What do you, uh, where do you buy groceries? Uh, I don't. Name an Academy Award winner. You buy groceries? Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Name a Michael. Jackson. Name a Susan. Sarandon. Name your favorite Winnipeg band. Uh, Chris Crossroads. Whoa, nice. Uh, where would, what would you buy at a bakery? Bun. Uh, favorite rock movie? Uh, the, the, uh, the, Roadie, Roadie. Last book read. I don't read. Name a Pixar character. I don't know any, the lamp, the lamp at the beginning. <laughs> Very good. Uh, favorite childhood memory? Uh, the first time I jerked off. Have you, have you, and something came out of it. Have you, have you, have you been to Solid Gold? No. Have you been to Ray and Jerry's? Yeah, no. Have you been to the Canadian Mint? No, yes. Ten seconds. Have you been to the Human Rights Museum? No, no. Have you been on a horse? Yes. Have you been on a jet ski? Yes. Can you whistle the Jeopardy theme? No. Have you, uh, have you ever baked a cake? Yes. I did you fuck! That's it. Okay. Ah, fuck, man. Well, how many you get? Like 40? You got 87. Oh! 87. Oh, 40. Oh, my God. He's up. He's running around. He can't believe it. 87. That's three. That's pretty good. That's really good. Oh, but unfortunately, shit. another another what, episode. What choked me was uh, Beastie Boys. MC yeah. Ren was not in Beastie MC Boys. MC Ren was NWA. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, Mike D. The King Ad that's Rock. Always, that was in, they were all in my head. I didn't know. Yeah, you got them all jumbled up. Yeah. And of course, MCA may, may he rest yeah, in peace. Yeah, yeah. Chris, your big show is on uh, February 22nd, the Dum Dum Chatterbox Show. Yeah. Come one, come all. Just come early, though, if you want to sit down. If you want to sit down, come early. Yeah. Come at 7.30. 
Yep. Music so, Eddie. So be there. It's going to be awesome. And uh, once again, thanks for coming on the show. So Thanks for so having happy. me. Thanks for doing this. Do this. Oh, my God. It's so good to see you. Yeah. And uh, good luck at the show. I'll see you there on uh, Saturday, yeah, yeah. Saturday night. It'll be, it'll be good. All right. Bye, everyone.